Hey everyone, it's American Soccer Now in 10 or 15 minutes. I'm John Arnold, back to discuss the U.S. men's national team qualifiers. Will we have a hex? We'll talk about it with two panelists. The first one in Brooklyn, all reliable. It's Noah Davis. What's up, Noah? Not much, John. Just keep showing up, you know. You email me and I'm here fixing things. I fixed the Skype this time. Just, you the know, Skype was, like the was, listeners to know. It was very broken and I guess you did fix it. A man who has absolutely no help in Virginia, it's Daryl Grove. What's up, Daryl? <laughs> Hello. Does that make me um, old unreliable? <laughs> well, I mean, maybe new unreliable. You're a, you're a young man, Daryl. You know, listen to the show before. We don't just uh, talk about our email chain and Skype troubles. We also talk about American soccer. That's done with three categories. Those categories reveal prompts. Our panelists debate the prompts, and they wrap up in around 10 or 15 minutes. That's why the show is named that. Ah, yeah, I hear a lot of you like, oh, I get it now. But that's good. Um, today's categories, which I'm thinking about trying to write right now. <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's see if we can uh, make this happen. Uh, yeah, today's categories, uh, uh, peace and justice, land so beautiful, and hmm, uh, let's go with uh, Ven- Venetian Creole. That's a couple things about St. Vincent. Um Okay, which which one do you guys want first? Uh, let's see. Peace and just you, you know what? Just just go ahead, uh, Daryl. I want to hear about Venetian Creole. What's that? Well, this is going to be interesting. Uh, Sasha, question: Daryl was added to the U.S. roster after John Brooks, still yet to play for the U.S. in the qualifier, had to pull out. Do you think he'll be fluent in the local language of national team, or will he struggle to integrate <laughs> at his advanced age? Well, first of all, I think Sasha Question is the perfect replacement for a six foot four centre back. He'll fill he'll fill that role absolutely ideally. Did, did you guys not think that was a really odd um, an odd change up, an odd replacement? Um, yeah. I I think obviously he'll come in with with something to prove. Um, I feel like he's been around long enough. He's been in various different national team camps enough that, and he's a, enough of a professional that he'll be comfortable but with a point to prove, if that makes sense. Noah, Daryl brings up the fact that, that we took out a center back and brought in uh, an attacking midfielder. Uh, of course, there were plenty of center backs on the roster already, but do you think Kleshen will get in, and if so, how will he fare? I would like to see him get in. I mean, I think it would be a shame if he got brought all, all this way after an absence of you know two or three years, four years, uh, and then wasn't able to play. Uh, I think Jeff Carlisle wrote an interesting piece on ESPN FC about question and had some comments from Klinsman saying that he really thinks that he's seen some stuff from question in the last little bit that made him want to bring him in. I mean, I, I wonder how true that is. I, I think question has been doing the same thing, you know, pretty much since he got back to MLS in terms of his ability uh, and his impact on the field. So, you know, I, I don't know uh, if Klinsman actually sees something new or if it was just sort of some guy, a guy he needed to bring in. I mean, I think he got the text message at 11 p.m. on Sunday, which is always, you know, sort of fun. I, you know, look, I think it's great that your question is back. Um, I, I think that he has sort of some of that attacking flair that, you know, could potentially make a difference in the U.S. It's always been my impression when he's played in the past that he's been just sort of a quarter step behind the pace of international play. Maybe something has changed. You know, I, I think you hope something has. And I think it's great to see him get another shot because he's been playing so well in MLS. But I, I don't have huge expectations for how much of an impact he's going to actually make. Well, I think is there... we have... 
sorry, sorry, go ahead sorry. there. I was just going to say, I think we have seen him get better in MLS. You know, like a lot of times an older player, of course, starts to, to fall off a little bit. I think this season we've seen with maybe with Dax out and him able to kind of explore a little more. Uh, I think Kleshen has improved a little bit. Yeah, Daryl? I mean, I think so. I haven't seen enough of him, but I've seen his numbers and I've seen sort of the highlights of him setting up goals for Bradley Wright Phillips. It's kind of a shame that maybe Bradley Wright Phillips isn't in there for, for him to aim, aim passes at. <laughs> um, one of the things I was thinking is, like the thing I mentioned about him replacing John Brooks, I have this feeling that maybe Klinsman has looked at the, uh, the roster of midfielders he selected and he's seen, okay, Bradley's suspended for the first game. Maybe Jermaine Jones isn't as fit as Klinsman was hoping. Uh, I know Caleb Stanko picked up an injury for Vaduz, and I think he suddenly realized he was short on central midfielders. So that still puts Sasha Kleston fairly far down the pecking order, right? Because he's only getting caught up when the, all these other guys um, are unavailable. Let's move on to another category. I've promptly forgot all of them, Noah. One of them for sure was Peace and Justice, uh, which is like the St. Vincent and the Grenadines national motto. The other one was Land So Beautiful, which is their uh, national anthem. Which, which one do you want to go for? Uh, I like national anthems. Let's do that. I, uh, I have in my Amazon uh, wish list a book about national anthems, and, and I was thinking about buying it the other day, and it had really bad reviews. If you've read that book that I'm talking about, please let me know if it was worth it. Uh, Noah, give me your best and worst case scenario that you actually see happening. Of course, the U.S. could get zero points. They could get six points. What do you actually see happening out of this group? Will it be a uh, bounty so beautiful for the U.S., or will it be a, uh, a total failure and missing the hex? How do you see this shaking out? No, I think they're going to get six points. I mean, I think, you know, the game on Friday, uh, it's away, obviously, but they should win that game pretty easily. And then I think going into that match against Trinidad and Tobago, I mean, it's at home where they always play well. And you want to win that game and you want to finish first in the group. And I think it would be great to play Mexico at home uh, in the first game of the Hex, which I think is, you know, the scenario that will happen should the U.S. finish first in their group. I, I think that would be a great way to start off the Hex and, and get hopefully get three points and also, you know, put Mexico behind the eight ball a little bit. So I, I think, you know, these games are winnable. There are certainly some of the more winnable games of this little semifinal round. And I, I do think that they'll win three, that they'll win both pretty easily. Hold on, real quick, before we get to Daryl, you feel that playing Mexico at home first would be the best for the U.S.? I think it's great, yeah. I think it's Why? exciting. I think you get to go in. Yeah, for sure. Because the because worst thing that happens is you lose that game, and then you yeah. have plenty of time to make it up. I guess that's true. Okay, uh, Daryl, your thoughts on how this grouping will shake out? And then, of course, you want to talk about Noah hoping for uh, U.S.-Mexico first right out of the gate. So I'm kind of weirdly hoping that Guatemala beats Trinidad um, in the first game so that when we go into the game against Trinidad, it's there's something on the line. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm yeah. not looking forward to scenario, if, um, assuming we beat St. Vincent and the Grenadines, which I know is arrogant, but it's also realistic, right? Um, but And then if Trinidad beat Guatemala, then the Trinidad game, there's almost nothing to play for. It's kind of just like a, a dead rubber type game. So what I want is... A, something on the line for that game against Trinidad so that we really see what this team is made of in a uh, relatively competitive CONCACAF fixture. I also know, I did the same as Noah, I looked at the uh, the possible schedule breakdown, and I think if we finish second in the group, that means that in the middle of the hex, we'll play Mexico, I think it's away then home, back to back in sort of one international one international window, which will also be uh, also be kind of exciting in its own way. That would be it's fantastic. Gonna, it's going to be good either way. Daryl, don't you have arrogant but realistic tattooed on across your chest? I do. In yeah. 15, 15 point font. 
Yeah, it, it is it is old English, of course. Um, I, I don't know. I guess uh, to me, yes, it, it, it looks like it's going to happen. It looks like the U.S. will host Mexico for that first qualifier um, in the hex in November. It seems awfully early for me. That's a long time from the World Cup. And the other thing is you said, you know, you put Mexico behind the eight ball if they lose. Yeah, but if you lose the home one, you're also behind the eight ball. I guess it kind of depends on the result. But if your point, no, is they've got plenty of time to recover from a defeat. I suppose that's true. Let's move on to the last category of the day. I forgot what it is, but the question is basically this, Daryl. Clint Dempsey will not be part of the U.S. attack uh, as he continues to have his heart evaluated. That leaves a likely partnership of Josie Altzer and Bobby Wood up front, increasingly likely after Doug McIntyre reported that Josie Altzer will captain the team against St. Vincent and the Grenadines. You don't expect him to get benched. Bobby Wood, uh, after his strong Copa America, probably won't get benched. How do you think these guys will work together, Daryl, and what's kind of the, uh, what's the rub for the attack? Without Clint I'm, Dempsey. I'm kind of excited to see this Altidore Wood partnership. I think if if Klinsman is sensible, it'll be Bobby Wood sort of stays high and sort of is the guy that's responsible for being on the shoulder of the last defender. And then Josie's allowed to maybe come deep and connect a few passes and do that thing he loves to do where you know the ball comes into him and he sort of takes a touch, rolls it back, and then side foots it behind him. You know, he loves that pass. Um, I'll be looking for Altidore and Wood to link up like that because I think it frees Altidore up to not have to be the sort of aggressive farthest forward striker because I don't think that really suits him. Yeah, I, I agree uh, that, you know, I, I think Althor has always played better when he's had another forward up there with him. Uh, I'm excited for him and Wood. I'm, frankly, I'm just excited. I hope that he's, you know, gets back and, and is fit and is healthy and, you know, has put the injuries, if not behind him forever, at least for a little bit. It, it's been a tough road for him and he keeps fighting back. And so I would like to see that Althor, you know, have, have a good performance out there. He also... Does well against CONCACAF teams, especially the the weaker ones. I think this will be a good <laughs> opportunity for him to, you know, get back with the national team and kind of show some things against an opposition that he can, you know, probably physically impose him his will on, um, which will be good. And yeah, I, I think this will be a good chance for the two of them to kind of, you know, gain gain a partnership in in games that matter because it, it does look like, you know, for the time being. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen with Dempsey and hope he gets better. But, you know, if, if he doesn't, this is this is going to be a partnership going forward that we're going to see a lot of it. And even if even if Dempsey does return, I think we're going to see a lot of it. Daryl, do you agree that that's uh, kind of what we were looking at for the, the near future? Would you rather see something else in the U.S. attack or, or does that excitement that you mentioned kind of carry through? Maybe that's what we're looking at in the hex as these two guys going together. I mean, I hope so, because I think it's something that makes sense given each player's attributes. Um, and if we end up going with back to that sort of 4-3-3 type thing that we had early at the Copa America, I'm worried about Josie as the sort of lone central striker. And then you're having like Bobby Wood and maybe Jordan Morris being pushed out to the wings and then everybody's slightly out of position. I think you, you, you do Altador Wood um, and, you know, Josie is the new Dempsey and I think everything fits into place nicely. It's uh, square pegs in square holes. Well, everything fit into place nicely for us to wrap up the show now. Hope you guys enjoy the games. We'll be back next week to talk all about it. Shout out to Captain Bly Rum of the St. Vincent and the Grenadines and to all our listeners down there in SVG. We love you. Uh, just kidding. I mean, we do love you, but we doubt you're listening. Uh, thanks, Noah. Thanks, Daryl. And we'll talk to you guys next week on the American Soccer Now in 10 or 15 minutes podcast. Take care.